0: Good morning, welcome to Charles River Church. My name is Jua Robinson and I'm one of the elders here at the church and I just wanna welcome you here today. As you see, we are totally virtual this morning and we thank you so much for making time to, to be with us here. Uh, we just ask that while you're there, uh, that you would just say hello to someone in the chat, uh, let them know that you're there, say hello, say hi. Uh, also, for those of you who are engaged, With the connection card, just let us know that you're here. Uh, We'd love to meet you if this is your first time engaging with Charles River Church, and we just want to say thank you again. Uh, Also, we're really excited because after church today, here at 1195 Center Street, we're going to be having, uh, we're going to be uh, putting some baskets together for Thanksgiving for families all over the city of Boston. And so we have folks who are going to be doing deliveries, folks. Uh, coming to put the baskets together, and so that's going to be at noon today. So, if you have some time, we'd love to see you come and join us and be a part of this outside of the church. But now we're going to enter into a time of worship. And so, if you're there, if you're sitting down, we just want to ask that you to maybe stand up and enter into worship with us. Uh, it's a great time as families for us to be together and worship.
1: Whether in the good seasons or in the challenging seasons, and even in the COVID season, God is still faithful. So sing this song, that all of God's promises are yes and amen. He is faithful. Your mercies are new every morning, and we thank you, we praise you, we honor you this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: amen. Amen. The Lord is faithful, he is faithful in all of his ways, and we're thankful, we're able to say yes and amen because we serve a God who is Holy and just and righteous in all of his ways. And so, in 2020, we've we've had a crazy year. We've had some interesting situations happen, right? Maybe one or two. But the reality is, with life, we can sometimes be overwhelmed and challenged by so much of what happens that we neglect to even appreciate God's blessings. You know, for some of us who are watching here today, uh, you may have been... You may have had experiences this, this, this year that have impacted you significantly and may impact you for the rest of your life. But at the same time, we want to encourage you in the midst of it. We want to help you see Christ in the midst of whatever you may be going through today. And so today I'm just going to, I'm going to preach a simple message. It's not going to be too long, but it's thankful on Thanksgiving, thankful on Thanksgiving and we're going to be looking at Colossians 1, verses 1 through 8. 1 through 8. And so as you're as you're going there uh, in the text, I want to give a special shout-out to some of our family who are here from uh, in Boston doing a college tour from Franklin, Tennessee, the Bell family. And I also want to give a special shout-out to my mama, Mama Kay. She's online watching from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Got to give a special shout-out to my mama. But um, three reasons to be Thankful on thanksgiving. First reason is this, is because we have been covered in prayer. We have been covered in prayer. Let's look at the text in, in, in verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, Grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints. Let's look to God. Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your majesty. Lord, we worship you. And we pray, God, that you would speak to us here as we hear your as we hear your word, Lord. We pray that your voice would speak to us and help us to be obedient to do what you've called us to do, God. Thank you for this time. In Christ's name. Amen. Amen. We've been covered in prayer. See, Paul, this is a very interesting text because Paul wrote to the church of Colossae, having never visited the church. You see, Paul had heard about their faith and heard about how they cared for each other and, and wrote a letter to the Church of Colossae. What's interesting about the city is it was very small in comparison to some of the other cities in the region. But because of its location, uh, they would, there would be ships that would come in and sail into Colossae from all across the region. And as they took port in Colossae, a lot of different ideologies uh, would be shared throughout the city. And for some, they thought that they could take advantage of Colossae because it was such a small city. And so some of these ideologies also began to infiltrate the church. And so when you understand kind of the context of Colossae, what Paul what who Paul is writing to here, we understand that this was a church that was primarily Gentile but also had a large Jewish community. And so there were these conflicting ideologies impacting the church from Eastern philosophies and Jewish legalism and so this was all coming to a head within the church of Colossae and as I mentioned they were being negatively affected and so what's interesting is the church wasn't mentioned in Acts but believers from Ephesus actually traveled to Colossae to tell them about Jesus and uh, uh, Colossae was actually not far from a church That we, we hear about in Revelation The church of Laodicea And so what Paul was doing here Is really giving them some encouragement In their faith As this as young church And so he was letting them know That they were prayed for That they had leaders who were thinking about them And, and wanting to encourage them And wanting to help them Better understand What it be, meant to live out the faith and no matter if you're 2,000 years ago, uh, in the first century, over 2,000 years ago in the first century, being prayed for, or today, I don't know about you, but we all need prayer, don't we? Yes. We all need prayer. We all need, we all need people going to Jesus on our behalf, reminding us about who we are in Christ, reminding us of God's love, reminding us of God's faithfulness. Amen. And I believe God sent me here today, Charles River Church, to let you know that you have been prayed for. You've been prayed for. and Even if you're not a part of our church family, you have been prayed for as well. Because we recognize 2020 has, has been a doozy. We're going into Thanksgiving, and some of us are thinking, I'm not really that thankful for where I am right now. If we're honest with ourselves. For some of us 2020 has been tough some of us we've, we've lost jobs and have had to, to wait a long time to get the unemployment that we filed for for others of us we may be single and we've been quarantined by ourselves for many months for others of us we may have had to move unexpectedly because of a family member in crisis or because of some other reasons such as finances yeah. for others of us we are going into the holiday season very sad because we may not be able to see family and loved ones who we deeply, deeply care about. Yeah. For others of us, we, we, we've lost family members or, or, or we've been impacted by COVID. My own father was in the hospital this past summer with COVID. And thankfully, he was able to, to, to come out of the hospital, recover at home, and he's doing well now. But I know that that's not everyone's story. You know, for others of us who are parents, we've dealt with the challenges of of online education and and online education now has has been changed forever. And so we've been praying for for teachers and administrators and those who are making decisions for the educational instruction of our youth. You see, we, we pray because we recognize that Jesus understands the heartache and the pain we may be enduring. Jesus understands how to bring healing even to the places that are the most vulnerable in our lives, to the places that we don't want anyone else to know about. Jesus is there. And so as Paul is writing this letter, he wants them to understand above all, above all that, that he could communicate to them, that even though he had never seen them, never spent time with them, never heard their stories, never ate their food, he wanted them to know that they were loved and that they were prayed for. Family, you are loved and prayed for as well. Second point I want to mention today is that we have hope in the gospel. We have hope in the gospel because of the hope, verse 5, laid up for you in heaven of this you have heard before in the word of truth. What? The gospel, the good news, which has come to you as indeed in in the whole world it is bearing fruit and what increasing as it does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, the grace of God in truth. And so literally he's saying that their faith in Christ and love for others was due to their, their hope towards the future, (laughs) their hope towards the future because of the gospel. They, saw their present circumstances and was able to look towards heaven and be able to, to understand that Christ was working on their behalf. Because when we think about this as Christians, this is what we have. Our hope is in Christ alone. That in the midst of all the, the changes, in the midst of all the challenges, in midst of, of everything that happens in our world, our hope is ultimately in Christ in the good news of Jesus who came to take away the sins of fallen humanity so that we would be surrendered to God so that we would be surrendered to God so that our eyes would be on Christ the one who promised to save us from sin to save us from sin and so As the family of God, as we think about the good news of Christ, as we think about the gospel of Jesus Christ, may the gospel bring us hope. May the gospel bring us clarity, even in terms of how we think about some of the complexities we may may be facing right now. And so on one instance, as the church, we do a great job of of talking about the gospel. Even at this church, we talk about a great job of, of what it means to really follow after the ways of Jesus to to be surrendered to him but the other part that sometimes can be a little more challenging for us is really understand how Christ wants us to live out the gospel and I think the church of Colossae was a great example of this here and really saying that they, they took steps of faith as they understood it and they followed after the ways of Jesus They took time to follow after the ways of Jesus as they heard it. So literally, what they heard and what they read in scripture, they tried to apply it. And it was because of that faithfulness, it reached Paul when he was in Rome when he wrote this letter. Phenomenal. And so family, no matter where you are, we have hope in the gospel. We have hope in Christ. We have hope in Christ alone. The world tells us all different types of images, and, and there are a lot of pressures that are going to be thrown at us over the next month to buy certain things from stores and to, to purchase things in order to be happy and content to kind of make up for 2020. But at the same time, never forget the one who gave his life for us. Never forget that as we go into this holiday season, that it's about Christ That the reason we have Christmas is because of the Christ. The reason we have Christmas is because of the Messiah. So may we never forget that as we're thinking about this season and being thankful for what Christ has done. The last point I want to make today is this: is that our book of life is still being written. Our book of life is still being written. Verse seven. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And I love, I love this text here for a number of reasons. Because what is, what what what's happening here? Because our stories are still being written, folks. If we're breathing. <laughs> That God has still given us the gift of life, our story has yet to be written. There are still more chapters to be written in our life story, and that's a reason for us to be thankful. You see here this this, this gentleman named Epaphras. I mean, I, I love saying that name, Epaphras, Epaphras. This is a fun name to say. You can, for you know, this is an emphasis on the P, Epaphras, right? You know, what's the nickname? DJ uh, EP, right? He's a, this is a guy who, who came to faith in Ephesus. He's one of the ones. He came to faith in Ephesus. And he left there and went to Colossae to tell people about Jesus. And then he went to Laodicea and then he, to tell people about Jesus. And he went to Hierapolis to tell people about Jesus. And he went to all of these places as someone who was just excited about God and excited about what God had done in his life. And he was a man of courage. He wasn't a pastor. He wasn't an apostle. He was just a Christian man who was excited about Jesus so much so that he wanted to tell others about him. I mean, I just think that's dope. Because he was a guy that that God used who was just like many of us, who was just excited about the changes that he had seen God do in his life and he wanted to tell others about it. You see, folks, I just want to encourage you that you don't have, a, have to have a title in front of your name or letters behind your name in order to do something significant to impact God's kingdom. You don't have to have a title. You don't have to have letters because God is calling us each in our own spheres of influence to be consistent, to take steps of faith to live out the calling that God has placed on our lives. You don't have to go to seminary. You don't have to be a Bible scholar, to be someone that God uses. That you can just be someone that says, Lord, I'm going to trust you with what God has given me, and I'm going to take steps of faith. So whether you're a a child at school, a teenager, a college student, maybe you're you're, you're in the last quarter of your life, and you're thinking, man, I'm, I'm older now. Will anyone listen to me? The answer to that is yes, if you're willing to be used by God. Think about this. Think about Moses, right? You know, Moses had all of these different excuses about, about if God could ever use his life. Listen, listen to what he says in Exodus 10. Moses said to the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant. He said, Lord, since I've been talking to you, you, you haven't helped my ability to be able to speak yet. He said, I'm slow speech and of tongue. And then the Lord said to him, he said, who has made man's mouth? Who has made him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, therefore, go and I will be with you. I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. But he said, oh, my Lord, I think this is how many of us respond. Look, Lord, send someone else. They send that dude over there. Send that lady over there who's smarter than me or who may look better than me, or may have more money than me, or who, who may have, who have, maybe they've been a Christian longer than I am. See, that, See Moses was, was no different. His response was no different than, many, than how many of us feel. And so he said, Lord, send someone else. But God said, no, because I have a special calling on your life. See, if you're in the family of God, if you're still breathing, if, if you still have life in you, God has a, a special calling on your life to do great things, to build His kingdom, to build His kingdom, to show to show others the love of Christ. Even if 2020 has been a tough year, even if 2020 has been a year you're saying, "I want to forget forever." When, like, like January 1st, 2021, cannot come fast enough. My hope is that as you as you think about where you are, you think about what Christ has done in you and wants to do through you, it will give you reason to be thankful for Thanksgiving. And so the three points that we talked about today, three reasons to be thankful on Thanksgiving is one, that we have been covered in prayer. Two, that we have hope in the gospel. And three, that our book of life is still being written. You know, when I said You know, I talked about Epaphras. He was an ordinary man, but he saw extraordinary results because he was willing to to take those initial steps of faith. Like when you think about Jesus, Jesus was, he had an ordinary upbringing. Didn't look the part of a savior. But because of the person and the work of Christ, the world was changed forever. Before I leave, I, I... You know, I just want to tell you about one of my my, my favorite sports. One of my favorite sports is boxing. And one of the reasons why boxing is one of my favorite sports is because I I love the strategy of figuring out an opponent. And I love some of the banter that that goes between boxers before they actually get to the boxing match. Some of the the conversations uh, that people have uh, at the barbershop and other places talking about different boxers. But one of the things about, one aspect about boxing that I love is I love the ring entrance. If anyone has ever seen a boxing match, the ring entrance is significant because you see the spotlight shine in whatever arena and whoever the the boxer walks out with, they kind of have their people around them and you see them sweating because they've had a little workout on in their boxing robe or whatever. Mike Tyson used to have a big towel with a hole cut in the middle and would put it on and would just intimidate all of his opponents. But as they, they go to the ring you hear the music, da, 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 you hear this music come on, and everyone is excited. And as they go, <clears throat> excuse me, into the ring, you hear the cheers if they like the person, you hear the the boos if they dislike them. But as they're walking into the ring, you know they're trying to look tough, and they get to the ring. <clears throat> and as they get to the ring, they go around the ring, and as they go around the ring. They're they're trying to size up their opponent, but they're also trying to shake out any last-minute jitters they have. And as everything begins to calm, as both fighters are in the ring, something happens. Everyone else leaves the ring. And the next voice you hear is the ring announcer. The ring announcer comes, the, the, the microphone that comes down from the ceiling or from the floor, and they get the mic. And they would say, ladies and gentlemen, fans of all ages around the world, get ready. And they go in and they talk about whatever, whoever the the, the the boxers are. And he talks about their stats and what accolades they have. He's the champion of the world. And I've always thought, what would it be like if the one who, who gave us eternal life, if, if there was a, a great announcer who talked about Jesus in that way, about the one who helps us to be thankful on Thanksgiving. I believe it would go something like this. If Jesus were, were in that ring, if Jesus were the one who were on that platform, he would be born in a manger to a, to a common family, grew up in a carpenter's household, was baptized by the Jordan River. He healed the blind. He turned 11 ragtag dudes into a movement that changed history forever. He walked on water He loved those who didn't love themselves. He pronounced the kingdom had come, although many expected someone else. He was beaten, mocked, scorned for the ones he came to deliver from sin. He died a Roman death for the sins of the world, but rose from the grave with all power in his hands. The one who is undefeated, the champion of all time, Jesus the Christ of Nazareth. He is literally the greatest of all time. And I would imagine the crowd would be going crazy like, you know, people going crazy, excited about Jesus. Like this is the one whom we adore. This is the one who we celebrate when we think about being thankful on Thanksgiving. When we think about all of, of, of what he calls us to. If we just say, yes, Lord, I will trust you. Yes, Lord, I believe in your hope. I believe in your promises. I have hope in who you are. He is the one whom we adore. And this is why we need to be thankful on Thanksgiving. It's because the one who fought the good fight on our behalf by giving his life for you is the same one who wants you and me to be thankful. as we go into prayer I just want you to just take a moment and just just pause just meditate maybe you've been holding on to something that the Lord is saying I want you to give this over to me maybe you're here today and you're saying to yourself man I've I've been hurting I just want to encourage you just to use this this pause to talk to God maybe there are areas in your life where you've seen and God do a, a miraculous work but you just haven't taken time to just thank God for it I want to give you some time right now just to talk to God And I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna move actually right first to come back up. You just just play, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy for your wisdom and your truth and your power and your majesty to give us the gift of eternal life. Lord, I don't know who here today needs your presence in their life. But today, Lord, I pray that for those who have been running from you, they will stop running. For those who are hurting, that they would give those hurts over to you. And for those who have never said yes to trust in you, that today would be the day. Today would be that day they will say yes to following you for the rest of their lives. And so Lord, we pray for your spirit to do a great work and help us to be quick to exalt you in Christ's name. For joining us today in worship here at, at Charles River Church. We have a few ways that where you can respond to us here today. Or you can keep playing, Chris. Yep, go for it. Um, one is our connection card. You know, earlier I failed to mention uh, please fill out the connection card if there are areas of prayer, uh, areas where we can be of encouragement to you. Please fill out the connection card. Uh, let us know. How we can just best serve you as a church. Uh, Secondly, again, Thanksgiving meals here at the church at 12 o'clock, 1195 Center Street. Please come out if you have time. We'd love to um, to have the hands to help put the baskets together uh, and then help to to take those to to families in need here for this Thanksgiving season. You want to bring one over? Thank you. Yep. So we have uh, these 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 nice Charles River Church bags. Uh, filled with with all sorts of goodies for families uh, in need, and if you are a family in need on Thanksgiving, uh, please let us know as well because we'd love to help serve you in any any way that we can. Uh, also, uh, we ask that um, you know, when we when we think about um, when we think about God's love, when we think about uh, just the the joy of what it means to follow Christ, uh, one of the beauties. Uh, that we have as a church family is the opportunity to just say hello and say hi to each other. And so my encouragement is that as we even end this service today, that you just say hello to someone here on the screen, reach out to them. Uh, If it's someone that you haven't seen in a while, I would even encourage you to shoot them a text or a phone call. Just ask them how they're doing as a way of just really checking in on them. And so with that being said, we wanted to say thank you for worshiping with us here today. Uh, We love you. And we can't wait to see you again in the future. May you have a blessed week and God bless you.